Why, hello there. I didn't see you come in. Oh yeah, I get that a lot. I'm invisible. That would explain it. I know, it's weird. This week's episode of Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad is brought to you by The Invisible Man in theaters next week. He's my favorite guy I can't see. I hate him because he's him a God. rapist. Him and God. I don't like the Invisible Man. He's scary. No, he's very terrifying. Because you're scared. just like, where are you? I don't know. He's sitting in the chair. Ooh. His kryptonite is spray paint. Also kryptonite. Yeah, he's you like... Throw it at him. She gives you cancer. Everyone's kryptonite is kryptonite. I want to be around that stuff. <clears throat> Kill all the sperm in my balls. That's what happens. I don't know. I don't either. I've been drinking, everybody. How you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm playing with Legos. Legos are cool. See, now, when you play with Legos, it's cool. When Jean-Luc plays with Legos, it's it's really lame. Yeah. Hi, Jean-Luc, if you're still listening. <laughs> I can't find the piece I need. Oh, no. I found the piece I need. It was a gun, because sometimes they call guns pieces, which is funny, because they don't bring peace, only war. Oh, man, I'm on fire tonight. I like Reese's Pieces. That's the name of uh, someone, the, someone I work with. That's the name of their cat. It's a calico. They named it Reese's. Like the All candy. Alright. Yeah. Brown and orange. Makes sense. It works. I don't know. Does it? I, I don't... I, I've never questioned it before. I, I feel like I don't need to. <laughs> you and I are two different cuts of cloth, my friend. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm 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 silk. You and I started drinking early tonight, my friend. I, <laughs> Why did it take so long for me to come up with silk? I thought I liked spiders. Can you hear my Legos? I can hear you take it around. Yeah. Oh no. So, how was your week, Chad? Oh man, I did it. Okay, so I went and got a new checkbook because. You know, ran out of checks in the one. Turns okay, out the new one I, got, I grabbed. I got a story about a checkbook. Just interrupt my story about a checkbook, please. So, how How is your story? I ran out of checks, so I ordered a new checkbook, right? Okay. Now, they got a lot of options, so I picked the one with dolphins on it. But then they got more options, so I also put... I wanted, I wanted it to have a little heart, and it says, I heart chocolate. On your checks? Yeah. So now all my checks have dolphins and the phrase, I heart chocolate. Now, they arrived, and they billed me extra for the I Heart Chocolate part, but not extra for the dolphins. And okay. I'm like, wait a minute. That's like color ink that an artist had to make versus this, like, Times <laughs> New Roman <laughs> I Heart Chocolate stamp. Why does that cost extra? You know, that reminds me of that SpongeBob thing, right, with Man Ray was like, I got checks with little poodles on them, and... I've literally never gotten checks that have more than just the basic information on them. I don't even know if my bank offers that. I've never asked because I don't want them. I didn't realize people actually did that. So now when I pay for, for rent, because the only person I write checks to is my own mother, um, I give her, look, it's a dolphin. And she goes, oh, a dolphin. Well, that's great. That's fucking delightful. Do your checks ever bounce? Because when they do, you get charged a shitload of money, I found. I, what is a bouncing check? So in my case, fun. it's not. In my case, I, I grabbed a checkbook that was kind of old, and it actually has, it's for a different account I no longer have at the bank, because I upgraded, and it, they changed the account number on it. So the oh. routing number is the same. And so I wrote four checks with these, and all of them are bouncing, and, these, and I, I, I paid two of the bills off already with a credit card, and I was like, I'm sorry this happened. And they're like, yeah, but we're still going to charge you for the the fraudulent check. And so for the first thing, it was 10 bucks, And it's like, okay, that's not so bad. And then the next thing was 25 And I was like, okay, fuck you. That's a, that's some bullshit. I only pay $30 a month for rent and or for uh, internet. And now they're charging me $25 for the for the, the check fee. And it's like, that's that's twice what I paid. And it, I know it didn't cost you that. It only cost 10 Because the other people only cost, charged me 10 But it's still cheaper than what I was paying with my old internet. Yeah, that sounds more than... So it's frustrating, but also I'm just going to have to eat the cost because I, I can't go back to Charter. I fucking hate Charter. And I learned I learned a valuable lesson. It's when you do your taxes, don't use fraudulent checks to, to send your tax return to because they don't show up. And so now i got to wait for the government to send me checks. And then I have to make sure 
I still gotta write fucking Minnesota a check, and I'm probably gonna get that bounce back to me too, because they're gonna try to pull it, and it, it, this has been a really expensive mistake, and really yeah, annoying. That's not fun at all. On the plus side, um, the whole money that the bank hid while I was getting my basement done finally got back to me. They didn't make me jump through hoops, so I got like almost two grand there. And so, things are working out. But then also my monitor broke, so I'm using my spare, which is a piece of shit, and it's a square, so I need a new monitor. And it's just, I'm, I feel like I'm being attacked by money on all sides, and it's very frustrating. Do you want my, do you want my old monitor? No, my brother's going to get a new monitor, I'm going to get his old monitor. <laughs> That's probably better. Yeah, he just he just lives like uh, the hallway away. Well, I mean his his monitor probably like works better too. I don't know. It's uh, I just I'm just a hey, free monitor. I'll take it. But that's basically been my week. That li- a shitload of alcohol. I drink a lot this week. Happy, but to be uh, happy Lent. I was gonna say by the by the time people hear this show, I'm going to be 31 because I turned 31 on Sunday. So. I feel like I've had an excuse to drink, and it's to, you know, fight off the existential dread of aging. I'm not gonna lie, I'm getting kind of miffed. I can't find these daggum Lego pieces. Are you still fucking with your goddamn Legos? Yeah. Well, good for you. At least you're doing something productive. <laughs> yes, that's that's what productive is. I don't know. <laughs> so... Um, I had a fun week last weekend. Um, I went to to a games workshop because I didn't know that there was one in like Southern California. And Tell me about out, the games workshop. It was really fun. Everybody there was so nice. It, so what did you do? Did you guys like? Did you like form groups to make a game? Did you just kind of talk game design? What What's up? No, they they make Warhammer. Oh. Um. So now I'm that guy that knows a little bit about Warhammer. I can't be friends with you anymore. That's a, that's kind of what I'm trying to say here. It's like this is a PSA that I'm no longer fun to be around. Okay. Right. <laughs> to be fair to Warhammer, this stuff looks kind of cool. So it it's funny how um it's both interesting and very much shows its age because Warhammer's been around almost as long as like D and D. Right. And it's one of those things where there's a lot of like lame lore stuff that was really cool in the 80s and a lot of the like the grimdark tropey stuff is still like embedded heavily into the lore aren't there like dumb space elves oh they're they're space orcs too cool and they play space football okay that's a little dumb that i'm not gonna give them it's called um blitz bowl yeah blitz bowl isn't that the thing in alita battle angel uh no it's blitz ball I hate everything. We should just burn this planet to the ground. You can't burn a planet to the ground, though, because it's floating. There is no ground. Or, well, I don't know. Maybe we should try it and see what happens. I've, I just feel like my plan has been foiled, because we're going to still rotate around the damn sun. Did you hear about that new moon? Someone I know mentioned it, that there's, like, a, a new moon, but you can't see it. And I was like, there's Well, it, it's there's the size no way. of a car. So it's not a moon. It's just a fucking yeah, piece no, of rock. It is a moon. I mean, it's a moon by definition, but it's, yeah. no one gives a fuck. No, here's the thing. Did, did you ever watch Sailor Moon? No. Her daughter was Chibi Moon. She this has a is, daughter? It's real now. <laughs> is the husband the cat? No, the, the tuxedo mask is the husband. He's the oh, moon prince. Oh, that's dumb. I wouldn't ship that. I have fucking standards. I, knew, I sent you the Blood Bowl website. Yes, you did. Um, Click on Gallery. Like, some of this art is actually kind of fun in, in idea. Like, this, there's, like, a dwarf with this big old, like, he's got a big, <coughs> like, tankard of beer. And his big beard, but he's wearing a football uniform. This looks like a comic I read once, like, three years ago that was dreadful. So, what's frustrating is, this is, like, silly. But it's one of the best, like, game products that they've put out. Because it's actually balanced in a way where it's competitive and fun to play. So there's like a whole like blitz bowl league that people take very seriously. <laughs> of course there is. And it's just and I know too much about the lore. It's all so one note. It's so like grimdark. Like every single thing is the most horrible thing anyone's seen before. Even though they've been at war for forty thousand years. 
this is the one thing that was the worst thing ever. I like how the they've been at war for 40,000 years and this sport they invented is the worst thing ever. Which just goes to show you that sports are awful. There's a there's a Warhammer 30k. Is there? Yeah, that takes place 10,000 years before 40k. That's a lot of And the lore is important. Huh. It's so... It's, um... So anyways, I'm not fun to be around anymore. I wish I had been the guy that had read Lord of the Rings and was like, what if we did this in space and we just stole it and there's space elves and space orcs now? Because, honestly, fucking brilliant. Like, in 2020, it's stupid as shit, but, like, 30, 40 years ago, I bet... I bet that was cool. Oh, you're you're totally right. Um, you're not yeah. even being clever. You're just changing the aesthetic. Yeah, I mean, it's literally a, a Lord of the Rings dwarf wearing a football uniform, and an orc wearing it. You didn't even like invent a new sport. the The ball looks like a an American football. Yeah, it's it's really funny. How, like it's clearly like a joke thing, but it's also like they put thought into it. I, I don't know what to tell you. So anyways, I like I like Warhammer. I like the fantasy stuff, but I'm starting to get into the sci-fi stuff. And it's all, um, I don't know. I want to say it's like cringy, but it's cooler than Warcraft. Okay. Like, I, you know, Warcraft is like, basically they stole Warhammer stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, it still shows. And it's also one of those things where like somebody at the store actually asked like, well, what do you do? Or like you know, what what games do you play? Do you play video games? It's like, oh yeah, you know, I, I play a lot of um of MMOs. You know, I like I like Final Fantasy. I like Warcraft. And somebody on the opposite side of the store heard me say Warcraft, and they like glared in my direction because I I'm sure it happens nine times out of ten. People think Warcraft came first, and sure. I'm sure people are tired of hearing that. <laughs> so I was like, I was very quick to say. So, you know, I've always been looking at, at Warhammer stuff, and I know how it's so much cooler. And he gave you, like, that wink and a nod, like, he he, he understands? Well, I, or... well, he's keeping my eye on me here a little bit. Mm. Just... <laughs> oh, man. I'm starting to think this piece is not in my Lego pile. Yeah, it sounds like it. I like the effort, though. I I'm angry. Oh well. So what did did uh do we want to talk about actual stuff or do we want to ramble tonight? Um, that's entirely up to you. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've 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 had a few. Um, I'm halfway through this one and wishing I was drinking a bit slower or that I brought the bottle in with me. Um, but we could, uh, we had we had a fun Star Wars thing, and the problem is, is I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it, but I don't know if that needs to stop us, right? Because I I never put thought into anything we do on this show. I'm not about to start. I mean, you're not wrong. Would you rather we hold it off on a week? You know what? Let's take a fucking stab at it and see what happens. Okay. Should I go first? Yeah. Let me pull up my note here. Okay. So, <clears throat> I guess I, I I wrote up like this whole thing. Like I was writing a serious outline for a while. I don't think it goes anywhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I I just want to. I guess oh. walk through it. Oh yeah. For the listeners, we decided at one point we we rewrote uh the new Star Wars movie, uh, Rise of the Skywalker, and how we would approach it. And then we decided we're gonna do the second Star Wars movie, uh, Empire Strikes Back. How would we write a sequel to the very first Star Wars movie and pretending that none of the other movies showed up at all? And we only had what's in the very first movie to go on as far as world building and lore and characters and shit. How would we approach this from a writing perspective so it's going to be one of those dumb episodes where we pretend we know what we're doing like all okay. episodes yeah I was just in case anybody's confused or new so yeah what what would happen after the movie star wars if we were in charge like credits if, if fox had the the rights to it and kicked george lucas out and he took all his notes with him right so I, I'm glad I actually took the time, but we ended up watching A New Hope this last weekend. Really? And I was trying to keep this in mind while we were watching it, and I kept getting distracted by this delicious seafood pasta that my mom made. It was so Does spicy. Does it have anything to do with the shrimp you ate when you were playing D&D? No, it had um, muscle in it. Okay. It was really good. 
Um, yeah, I kept eating shrimp during the Dungeons and Dragons because you guys are just you're, I don't know what you guys are doing. So I'm in. I'm gonna enjoy my shrimp. That's what I said. You were ignoring all of the world building you were trying to do. So I ate my shrimp. Anyways, uh, shrimp's fucking gross. What is wrong with you? That's my name, dude. Cameron, shrimp's fucking gross. What is wrong with you? No, Cameron. That's shrimp. What? Cameron. 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 That's shrimp. In what language? Spanish. You're not Spanish. I live in El Box. <laughs> you live in El California. Or, or El Table. I don't remember. <laughs> I live in a city that says L at the start of it. So that's Mexico. El Frisco. El Hablo Inglés. Oh, no. So my point was, we had this delicious um, pasta dish. Yes. It was very spicy, with a lot of muscle in it. Um, and it was just so wonderfully good. <laughs> but I'm watching A New Hope, and I'm thinking about how... I just, I love that movie so much. <laughs> it's it's so... It's not trying too hard, because it has to introduce these concepts. So it went really light with it. And it's such a palatable film. Like, anybody can just watch it and go, that was nice. Versus, like, the headache of sitting through Rise of Skywalker, where, like, you might get sensory overload, and if you try to pay attention, you'll get confused. But if you don't pay attention, you you won't follow anything. I, I still have arguments with my parents about whether or not things happened in the movie. Uh, in my which mom, movie? Well, in Rise of Skywalker. My mom doesn't remember that there was a dagger. Yeah, there's a dagger, and she holds it up, and it's the edge of the Death Star. And if you think about that for four minutes, it makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Well, see, I forgot about that part. I remembered the part where the dagger was used to kill her parents. And she's oh, like, yeah. Well, but then my mom said, her parents weren't in the movie. <laughs> it's like, this movie is such a mess that we can't remember what was or wasn't in the movie. So anyways, hey. I'm, I'm watching New Hope, and I love it. I'm, I'm sorry, go. No, I was going to say, I want to back up because I, I googled sea mussel to see what you were eating, and then I googled sea mussel Pokemon, and I got some really stupid fucking results that are mostly from, like, DeviantArt. <laughs> Sweet. And, or Bulpedia, because evidently they're just like, hey, remember Machamp? Let's show him. But one of, <laughs> <laughs> one of them is Jessie from Team Rocket, but just, like, so ripped it's gross, and then she's, like, chained to the ceiling for some reason. And then one of them is uh, Incineroar. And he looks like he's about ready to have a sex. And then there's uh, Ash and Misty, but gender swapped. And then I see Squirtle, but like the insides of Squirtle, so all his organs. And so this is a thing I, I'm totally regretting typing into Google Images. Yeah, half those things shouldn't come up on Google Images, though. None of these things have anything to do with sea muscle Pokemon. Are there really none, by the way? I No, I'm certain there is one. Um... It might be more of a clam, but it looks kind of muscle-like to me. Lizard dances to Pokemon. That's not a Pokemon! Oh, this guy's got a tattoo of a Blastoise. Okay, back to Star Wars now. <laughs> so anyways, um, A New Hope is such a really good movie. Because it doesn't try too hard. And it's refreshing, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, I like when Obi-Wan's talking about the Clone Wars and the and your father and blah, blah, blah. And it's fun to pretend that you don't know all the, like... I, like, I have way too much information in my mind. And I had to turn that off to just enjoy the movie. You know what I mean? Maybe. I don't know. So, I was thinking about what would my sequel be. And so I want to call it Star Wars 2 Rise of Skywalker. No. Rise of the Skywalker. Draft. Star Wars 2, The Last Jedi. Okay. Let me get my notes again, because I'm, I'm mixing up my ideas already. No, I'm not enjoying Yahoo Mail. Stop asking. Show the email I brought up. What is wrong with this app? I hate Yahoo. Okay, so um, the Death Star is exploded. Pew. Luke Skywalker fighting the Empire, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Um, it, the the armies are chasing down the rebellion, and, and they're especially looking for the magical little boy who destroyed the Death Star. Pedophiles! That's literally what I wrote down, though. That's I not a sound out, effect. That's not a thing. Okay, so Luke and Leia... 
um, Luke and Leia are running through the streets of like a big city. And there's like Empire walking around. But Leia's like, oh, okay, I got a safe spot. And they find this like cool speakeasy um, hidden behind a droid repair shop, okay? And okay. that's where they, they regroup with people and they're talking about how like the, the Empire is all the way out here. Like, why? And Luke's like, well, because they're looking for me. Um, you know, the, now they're, they're treating the, the rebels like even more serious after we blew up the Death Star. And um, stuff happens and they have an exciting shootout and escape when the Empire finds them. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I want to introduce a new bad guy that I call Lord Tyrannus, which sounds like a name that already exists. But I want him to look like he's a like an Empire general. But it's like he wants to be cool. So he's wearing like a Darth Vader kind of helmet. Not the mask part, but he has like a cool helmet and he has like shoulder pads. And it's like he wants to be on the front lines and cool, but he's in charge. Okay. And he's like, he's ordering people around. He's like, find that, you know, find the, the guy with the lightsaber. And blah, blah, blah. And he should be like the main bad guy through most of this movie. Ah. And, uh,. I'm not sure exactly, like, I, <laughs> my notes are funny because I write, like, there should be an exciting chase sequence here, and then they land on a planet, and then there's an exciting chase sequence, and it's like, I know I had ideas that were more interesting than what I wrote down, because there's a lot of words here, but they're so stupid. Nice. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's a part where Chewbacca goes, Arr! He's never done that before. You're an it's inspiration. Exciting shootout. Blah, blah, Yay. Blah. Oh, yeah. I want I want Leia to be, like, participating more. So there should be a part where they're flying on the Falcon and they have to fight off the TIE Fighters. So Luke and Leia are manning the two turrets. Like, I want her to be doing the same stuff Luke is doing the whole time. Okay. Um, Like, they're buddies now. And they should be, like, you know, she should be shooting guys just as much and, you know, like, less of the princess thing. Right. Because, like, she's not the princess of anything anymore. Her home so, is destroyed. Well, yeah. So she's like, okay, I've had enough of that. I'm just going to shoot guys because I don't have to pretend I'm a diplomat anymore. And um, there should be a part where Luke, like, they, they should go someplace to hide out. What did I call it? I called it something cool. Han Solo has, like, a secret hideout that smugglers use that, like, it's dangerous to stay there, but no one, like, patrols the area. Because it's, like, an asteroid belt that, that, like, floats around a spooky blue star. Okay. And there's, like, plasma waves and stuff coming off of it, so it's, like, you have to navigate it really carefully. Yeah. Um, I think I called it the Dead Belt. Smuggler's Cove. No, the Dead Mine. And they're hiding in, like, an abandoned mining facility. And um, and there, Luke should go into a room, and he sees Obi-Wan there. And he's like a force ghost. And Obi-Wan explains that like that, that star is really close to the force. And whenever some place is close to the force, then the, the dead and the living kind of cross over a little bit. Okay, so we're going kind of a similar direction if we're doing ghosty shit. A little bit. And um, and Obi-Wan should tell Luke that he has to... That he's the last Jedi, and he has to find a way to stop Vader, because Vader's still alive. And this should be news to everyone. Like, we we don't see Vader before Obi-Wan says this. Okay. Um. Uh, Luke, you are the last Jedi. Vader once led an assault to eliminate everything that remained of the old order. Very few escaped and fewer managed to hide. Luke, you know the only secrets that could change the course of the Force. Then stop the Emperor and his army of death. And Luke's like, what? What am I supposed to do? And then Luke says, no, Obi-Wan says, you must find the old masters, uh, the ones who spoke with the wills and can change, or no, can bring peace forever, and he, like, fades away. So Luke's like, I don't know what that means. And so he's, like, looking for for Jedi secrets, and he decides to fly off in his X-Wing alone, I guess with R2, probably, why not? And he should go to some planet that's, like, a library planet. That he thinks, like, records might be on. But it's kind of stupid because, like, of course the Empire wouldn't just leave Jedi records out. And there he fights um, Lord Tyrannus. And Tyrannus has a lightsaber. But he's not, like, actually strong with the Force or anything. He just has a lightsaber. 
and he should fight Luke, and Luke kind of beats him down, but doesn't kill him, and then Darth Vader should kill him, like, long distance, like he was watching with the Force. And then something cool happens, and it should be, like, ominous, and then it'll end on a cliffhanger. Are we writing specifically for a trilogy? So, I, I didn't want to... But I'm in this habit where the last, like, 800 movies I've watched have all been parts of trilogies. Yeah, that's been that way since, like, fucking Lord of the Rings got split into three books. Because they were like, this is too long to publish this one book. We'll never make money. Let's let's cut it into thirds. And then everyone's like, oh, man, trilogies are cool. Look at Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it kind of it set this trend. Um, I, I, want, I, want this, I want Star Wars 2 to stand on its own as a movie. But it's clearly a sequel to a different movie that's better. And it should be leaving room for more secrets to unfold. So not necessarily a trilogy, but more like there's going to be another one. What's one of those things where I like, it's in a galaxy. Galaxies are fucking huge. It's so to be. ideally you have room to explore more planets, more space shit, more magic, whatever. Uh, you put more thought into this than I did. I like your ideas. I think we're. I didn't we're, finish it. I don't oh, know how it ends. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we're somewhat on the same page, though, right? Like, I like bringing in Leia more a lot because I feel like she's really compelling and more interesting than Luke. Luke's kind of boring, but he's like the cipher character. I like. Well, he's also like this is in a time also where, um, like not not to reinforce negativity, but most people expect like a heroic male figure in the lead. Right. So it's like if this was realistically made like right after Star Wars, it would probably have a feeling like this. So I wanted to I wanted to pull off of Leia stuff that was actually in the movie, not not force 2020 sensibilities on it. Sure. But realistically, she was always like she wanted to be hands on. Mm-hmm. I love there was an interview with uh, Carrie Fisher where she was <laughs> she was saying how if they ever make a second Star Wars, she's done with this princess stuff. She wants to be Queen Leia. And there you it, go. it really stings in Rise of Skywalker when they say, she'll always be our princess. <laughs> it's like, you guys couldn't, like, crown her or something? Like, grant her that one demand she made? Well, she's not Lady Gaga, so they can't go, yes, queen. That's a joke for the one Gen X person that listens to this Ooh. show. <laughs> I just got a text from Richard. Oh, yeah? What's it say? Well, I, I told him that I like Warhammer 40k now, and he said, oh, no. <laughs> Did you just to listen to this? Yeah. Good. I love you, Richard. Um, I think his I think his brother sold all of his video games and became a 40k guy and hasn't been seen since. Oh, no. Yeah, you got to be better than that, Cameron. <laughs> Too late. Shit. Anyways, for my Star Wars. I was thinking of the movie, right? Like, what are the weird things that we left off on? And one of them is that Obi-Wan gets killed, but he disappears. Uh, two is that we, we get a glimpse of Emperor Palpatine, that we know there's someone pulling the strings, that the even though the Death Star is destroyed, the Empire is not gone. And then uh, there's a third one, and I completely just forgot it because I've been drinking. But it's the really important one. What was it? Oh, magic. So, like, they call... Because they call... um. Uh, Vader's uh, Sithiness, like, they call it a religion a lot, right? And they're like, well, he he uses this old religion that we don't believe in anymore because we're space marines or whatever. We don't need your sorceress ways. Yes, exactly. And so I want to take these three things, right, and put them together. Like, this is the movie is we need to expand on these three things. And the way that I do that is fucking ghosts because – I like the idea of there being an army of ghosts with lightsabers. And someone having a lightsaber fight with ghosts, but you can't kill them because they're fucking ghosts, but they have lightsabers, so if they touch him, he loses a limb. Like, I think there's a lot of really cool Jeopardy, and also the visual would be awesome. Right? Like, sword fighting fucking ghosts. And then I was like, well, Lord of the Rings did that in the third movie, and it was cool. So, we can keep, we can do that, because we already know it's cool. This movie did it. And, uh, that's kind of all I got. Well, I, so I'm curious, did you frame yours like it would be a trilogy? Well, that I don't know. Almost yes, because I feel like it has to be, right? But at the same time, you mentioned um, you mentioned Leia and, and how, like, I was like, oh, she's not a princess because all her, all her people on her planet is dead. But I'm just like, what if she was, like, 
I'm the princess of a planet's worth of ghosts. And then they show up at the end, and she's got a fucking ghost army. And then she kills all the other ghosts because it's ghost fighting ghosts, and that would be cool. I don't even know that's Star Wars anymore. <laughs> well, I, I like the idea of, like, you blew up Alderaan, but you didn't blow up her people, and then, like, a planet worth of ghosts, like, shows up. And it's yeah, like, I mean, we have to build the ghost star. And blow up the ghost planet. And, like, the whole thing ends up becoming, like, it's less Star Wars and more, like, the afterlife versus the regular life, but with, uh, spaceships. Like, what if there's a ghost Death Star? So, there was, um, when we were looking forward to Force Awakens coming out, and they kept delaying the trailer, do you remember how Mega64 made their own trailer? Uh, I don't think I watched it. I'm a fake fan. Yeah, they, they put out a... It was it was called um, Star Wars Episode Seven teaser trailer, and it was set up like it was a real one, like it was a prank thing, and they actually made the rounds. Like people, there were people watching it, going, "Wait, this is fake," and it's so obviously fake. But there were people like it has the pacing of an actual trailer where people would watch it, expecting it to go somewhere. Sure, and there's a part where. Leia unveils the life star and it's like a pink death star that creates planets. And that's actually kind of a cool fucking idea. Oh, that's the thing. It's like, what's the opposite of a death star? Oh, a life star. So it's like a throwaway joke. But the more I think about it, it's like, why not? <laughs> well, then you're playing fucking God, like hardcore. And you can go in a lot of directions if like someone's just playing God. We're just going to, hey, we're just going to roll with that. Also, oh, yeah. Jabba the Hutt comes back, and Leia, Leia says, I hate that fat fuck. And then they sh- and then, like, <laughs> shoots him with a revolver, and and he falls over. Was Sean playing Leia? No. Aw. Missed opportunity. Oh, and then <laughs> the, the the MacGuffin was, um, you, you, do you remember Dengar, the bounty hunter? Uh, I think so. So Dengar found Vader's hand. And it's, like, literally, like, his hand, like, they ripped off his hand on the Ewok village, and it became an artifact. And Vader's hand is the, like, the power MacGuffin that they're after in the movie. But then Han Solo gets Vader's foot, and so they have a sword fight where they're banging, like, Vader's foot and hand against each other. (laughs) Nice. I'll be honest, I kind of like the idea of, like, someone big loses a limb... And then someone else finds it, but it, it's so Force-sensitive that it's acting as if it was still, like, part of the body, even though it's not. And so it's, like, it's Vader's hand, but it's, like, Force-choking people. <laughs> and they treat it as, like, this weird god that's just, like, arbitrarily killing things. Well, like, um... What was, uh... What was the other thing? Uh... Not, not Castlevania, but that has the thing with, like, Dracula's body parts... But I feel like there was a story like that, wasn't there? Where, like, after somebody died, like, their their remains were still, like, powerful. I'm sure that's been done. So it, it could be a Star Wars adaptation. I feel like, for my version, Vader has to come back because we don't see him die. And that's just, like, simple movie shit that he has to come back. But and I don't know if it's him that gets the ghost army, because I like the idea of there being an evil ghost army. Because, like, you can't fight ghosts, and if they have lightsabers, that's really bad. Like, all you can do is run away and block. And, like, I don't know what gets there or how you get out of it. I didn't put enough thought into this, but that is, like, the visual I have. And I'm like, that's cool Star Wars shit right there. You know that land, the the Star Wars ride in Disneyland? I know of it. The the Millennium Falcon one where you, you pilot the Falcon? Yeah. Apparently there's a cheat code you can put in before the ride starts. Really? It changes the dialogue where um when you're when you're doing the ride, um, Hondo is giving you the instructions. But if you put in the cheat code and every player has to do it, like there's six people in the cockpit, so you all have to be in the know. So you all put in this like specific kind of button sequence before the the ride starts and it'll prime up a different set of dialogue where all the instructions are coming from Chewbacca. That's cool. So instead of being told what to do, you're just hearing growling, which I can only imagine is fantastic to do. (laughs) (laughs) Is it left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, start? Well, it's different for every seat. Um, Like if you're the left pilot, you have to to pull all the way up and then all the way down and then hit a specific button. 
okay, fuck this. That's too much work. It well, it, that's the thing. It's like this weird secret, and this there's this like Disneyland YouTube group that you know they're in on all these secrets, and they said, okay, we knew what to do, and it took us three tries to actually get it to work. Oh wow! So it's actually like finicky. When is Jenny Nicholson gonna get her fuck ass to Star Wars Land? Oh, she went. Did she do a video on that? She so she went like four times. And it's funny because she's been tweeting about it and she put out one video about it. But the script she wrote is so long she doesn't know how to do it. So she said that she she broke the script apart into three parts. And the first part was like a history of leading up to Star Wars Land. And it was over an hour long and it was not entertaining. Because there was just so much to cover. And then I guess she's delaying the other stuff because she wants to go on the new ride that's better... And so she went on the new ride that's better, but then the the other movies came out, and it's like I, I just just talk about the amusement park. <laughs> I just want to see her playing with the lightsaber. I know she got because she's totally into that shit, and she's super cute, and she's enthusiastic in ways I will never be. And I just want to like vicariously live Star Wars land through her. Did you ever watch her video about like her version of a My Little Pony reboot? Yes, it was fantastic. It was good. Wouldn't you watch that? I would fucking watch the shit out of that. Goddamn better in season nine. Oh, yeah. I found a lot of uh, My Little Pony and Warhammer crossover stuff. Really? And some of it was actually, like, kind of... I, I don't want to say clever, but it wasn't, like, the throwaway joke where it's like, aha, it's it's bloody and violent, but the ponies are there. It, it like actual like lore <laughs> lore appropriate crossover stuff or like what what army would twilight be in and and then like coloring her armor to complement like the the base army but also like with her cutie mark and the purple design like accenting it i can't tell if i'm mad that i didn't jump on that mlp fanfic shit before it was cool to be on the forefront so people actually knew who i was or if I'm glad I have, like, self-respect, then don't do that now. I mean, that's how Jenny Nicholson got started. Was she doing pony stuff? Yeah, she did all the voices for a fan series on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, she was in, uh, it was the Friendship is Witchcraft, right? Yeah, I think so. Because I know, and like, she... Digibro, who talks about anime, he got his start doing videos on MLP, and then he changed to anime once the MLP fandom started dying down, and now he gets, like, way more people watching his shit. Well, yeah, what what happened with Jenny was she made her own YouTube channel to put up bloopers, and that was it. And then she had, like, a rant about Star Wars, and she felt like, well, I could just put that up, and then that caught on. So she's like, oh, people want to hear me talk about Star Wars. And now she's got, like, I don't know how many numbers and, like, press pass at Star Wars lands of junk. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how, like, some of that internet shit turns out. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I guess, um... If we're going to talk about Star Wars sequels, um, I guess my next hypothetical question would be, do you, do you feel the need for prequels? No. Because I really don't. <laughs> I, I feel like... As much as, like, I never, I never once thought, I wonder what the Clone Wars really were. I did not care, because it was over, it was in the past, and I want to know what happens next, you know? Right, it's a cool world-building thing, because you know it's a thing that was probably, like, multiple world-spanning. And you're like, okay, that would be a cool story, but also it's past. I don't know. To me, most of the, like, prequel shit is never good. Like, the Star Wars prequels are bad. Um, I guess Prometheus is good, so that one doesn't count. Uh, what was the other one that I had? Oh, Underworld prequel. Really bad. Not a good movie. I still own it on DVD, but I don't go back and watch that one anymore. What are some other crap-ass prequels? Uh, nearly all prequels. Nearly all prequels. It's hard to pull off a prequel. Because like I said, like, there's only so many places you can end it on because it has to coincide with what comes next. And you're just taking the mystery out of stuff. And I know that was a big problem with Prometheus that people had. And I feel like that movie wrote it well enough where it didn't bother me and I, I it begged more questions than it answered, which is the right way to do it. But I can see having a problem with it and why people didn't like it. Like, I'm not stupid. But the people who don't like it are, because they didn't get it. I guess um, what one prequel I enjoyed was Star Trek Enterprise. 
which is it's funny because most people really hate Enterprise, but I I thought it was a good show. And they didn't work too hard to remove the mystery. Like they had their own adventures. But what was interesting was they picked a setting where it was worth exploring because it was um like how much do you know about like how Star Trek space law works? Pretty much nothing. So basically um there's a rule that you're not allowed to interfere with other planets' cultures until they develop warp technology. And basically, as soon as they're capable of interfering with yours, you're allowed to talk to them. Oh, this there was a, a South Park episode about that. I'm sure. It's a, it's a common thing in a lot of sci-fi now, just because of Star Trek. Sure. And in fact, it might predate Star Trek, but basically the, the idea is let a culture develop naturally. Um, and so there's a point in Earth history where some someone from Earth developed the first warp engine and they were able to shoot all the way to the moon in the blink of an eye. And it's like, wow, it worked. I can't believe it worked. Yay. And they come back to Earth successfully and they land and then the Vulcans show up and they say, congratulations on making warp technology. Um, welcome to the galaxy, pretty much. So... What they did with Star Trek Enterprise is it's a time in Earth history where the Vulcans are pretty much babysitting Earth. Like, they're not allowed to do things. They're aware of other other cultures, but it's also like, but don't interfere with that one, and don't travel too far, and put on your helmet. And so <laughs> they're, Earth, Earth Force is like, hey, we have a really good spaceship. Uh, we're going to call it the Enterprise, and we want to explore. Will you just Frickin' let us do it. And Vulcans are like, I don't know. You know what? You can go, but you have to take one of the Vulcans with you. And it's like, oh, okay. And they put this guy in charge named Archer. And he's like, I'll captain the Enterprise. But I'm so racist against Vulcans because they're so uppity. Oh, I hate them. And the whole time is about um, basically just the Enterprise making mistakes. Like, they get involved in stuff, and the Vulcan's like, oh, you probably shouldn't, you know, mess with that. And Archer's like, I'm tired of you Vulcans. I'm going to do what I want. And then they, like, you know, blow up a city by accident. And it's like, yeah, that's why we don't mess with stuff. And by the end of the series, he comes around completely, where it's like there's a genuine arc to the character where he learns lessons. It's not just a message of the week. It's like he actually does develop as a character. Oh, that's good. And it comes together, and the finale was him proposing the Federation of Planets. And, like, proposing that we work together to, to shepherd cultures into space so that we don't keep making these same mistakes every time a new but planet Cameron, discovers. What? If there's an Enterprise, is there an Exeter Prize? Yes. But I want to be on that ship. Yay! And I'll be like, I'm going this way. Fuck you guys. I'll flick them all off as I run a red light. So my point is, that's like <laughs> the one time I can think of a prequel that I love. Yeah, mine's Prometheus, so we each have one. No, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm with you there. Prometheus isn't bad. This first picture you sent me is upsetting, but all the other ones are fine. Oh, the spider? The spider thing, with and it's like... Mark an asshole and there's teeth in the asshole and I don't know what I'm looking at but it's gross and colored like Twilight Sparkle. <laughs> and none of this is okay. They did such a good job with that paint job too. Like It's really good but holy it's fuck. So, it's so funny because you know that that guy like brought that to game night and was waiting for someone to notice the cutie mark because other than that it's just a normal sculpt you know. Yeah like that is a, that is a phenomenal piece of artwork for reasons like objectively hate <laughs> i like the one where she has the uh she has like the soldier uniform with the the weird like the the nazi hat oh yeah i don't know what what that team is called but they they have like a really um like sci-fi german warfare uniform aesthetic but i love the quality of the art where like she has her like her battle rifle there glowing and she looks all tough and she has a robot hand and stuff this is my favorite one you sent. That's good. Twilight is best pony. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, you're right, it's Starlight. 
I like, um, what's the one I like? Tempest. Tempest is pretty cool. Tempest is only in the fucking movie, though. Yeah, but you know what? Um, so is Spinell, and Spinell's my favorite Steven Universe character, too. I never saw the movie. I thought you, you kind of didn't recommend the movie. I don't recommend the movie, but I I like the two songs that she has. Oh, there you go. And also, the, so they do a weird thing where the, the opening song is really short, and it's like, I don't like it. But then they reprise it at the end, and it has so much more meaning. Oh, nice. And I like that one. But also, I can't sing that one, because you need, like, a... What's the word? Not a quartet. Like a couple of range? Or... Yeah. Well, it's just the way it's set up, you need an acapella. Oh, it's called just like... recording yourself more than once and shoving it together and all But I can't, no, but I can't do that in the shower. Oh, yeah. And it's it's really hard to emulate the, the subtle way that a harmony works. Right. So it's just not fun to sing. But that's a fair criticism. Tempest has some pretty good comics. There's one or two she shows up in that are good. I feel like the the, the less information they have about a character with MLP, the better the character is because you got that, that blank slate aspect and then there's... Like, Tempest hasn't been redeemed, really. And so they can do more with her, which is why Starlight was so good. It's because she could still be kind of a bitch. And you're just like, oh, we can... We, she still has character flaws we can make interesting, whereas, like, Twilight's boring now, and all the other characters are boring, and Pinkie Pie married Cheese Sandwich and had a fucking kid, and it's all stupid bullshit, and that show's dumb, and kids are dumb. The end. Yay! We did it, we solved the problems. <laughs> we solved the problems. I'm sorry I didn't come more prepared for the Star Wars thing. I was too busy I... writing checks that bounced. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sorry that I didn't, um flesh out my idea I was having a lot of fun thinking about it but when I step back to look at everything I worked on it's like I like Kylo Ren more yeah I think um it's almost easier to write or to, to do the uh, the one we did before the, with the, the Rise of the Skywalker because you have like a lot more to pull from and it's the last movie right so like you have this like idea like this has to end it how do you write the ending versus writing a sequel to a trilogy or like, like the middle part of a trilogy and it's like, I have no idea what comes next. I only know what comes before and what weird little loose strands. And you have to make up everything. And, like, that's a lot of fucking work. It's kind of surprising that Empire is as good as it is. Oh, yeah. It, Empire really turned out good. I don't think I have anything else to say, and I don't know if I do. I could talk about Warhammer a lot more. You could not, though. I actually don't have, like, a, a love or hate relationship with Warhammer. It's just, like, a thing I know exists. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's just, I, I think, um, you know, like Warhammer's always been something that exists outside of my, like, periphery fan base isms. I think the straw that got me to start like looking into it more is that I'm getting really tired of Dungeons and Dragons. Is it because like, you're our DM? Because I'm sorry. No, it's it's not that stuff. It's the, like, I can't associate, um a new D&D release without thinking of like Stranger Things and uh and Big Bang Theory. Oh, okay. Like it it became too much of like a normie thing where like I before I think the last game I ran before you guys uh everyone actually wanted to play Cards Against Humanity. But because D&D was trendy, they asked me to run a game for them. Oh, you know what I mean? And it's like after writing out a whole campaign and toughing through it for like 12 weeks and it's like um you know halfway through someone takes out their laptop and they're like oh hey you have to watch this video first and it's like okay i'm done yeah i feel like we definitely aren't like playing a super straight campaign because we're just like what if how can we break things let's do that but we're at least playing the game like you are we know we know that we're playing D D. we're not trying to make it something it isn't we're just being really chaotic yeah, this has been a much more fun experience, I think, for everyone. I hope Cause, so, because I, I, I sometimes am like, like the last, we left that island, right? And I have no idea how much work you put into, like, the lore of that island, but we missed all of it, really. Like, okay, there's dwarves, and it's floating. And we, we got a bit of it, and then it's like, oh, this wizard can take us off. Let's just do that instead. And the storyteller oh. in me is like, yeah, but 
that's bad because there's things to explore here. There's clearly reasons for things that have happened, and we just like, ah, fuck it, they'll be fine. Yeah, did we talk about that on the show yet? I don't think so. So you guys discovered, um, you you found a whole island that's floating in the sky. Right. And you found a mountain, and on top of the mountain there's a bunch of dragon people. And the dragon people say there's a problem in their in their cellar, so you go down there and there's a whole dwarf city, but the dwarves are afflicted with a were-rat virus. Yes. Um, and the one thing keeping them sane is a magical rune. So you're like, well, let's get rid of that. Yeah, so the first thing we did is lit it on fire. Um, so it's like, and so all the dwarves turned into monsters, and so it's like, okay, all the all the dialogue I planned for them will go out. I'll hold on to that later. And then um, you decide to just kind of leave that problem. So who knows what happened to the people living in okay, the city. In our defense, the idea that if we seal the tunnel, their rats will eat each other and die isn't, like, logically unsound, right? Like, you know, the rats, it'll it'll be fine. Maybe. So... So with like then the 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 island starts to to sink and no one knows why. That was cool, by the way. I really like that. Um. So then the decision was, well, let's leave. <laughs> that like, was well, less okay. To be fair, we're like, okay, let's go visit the giant penis, which turned out to not be a penis. It was just a regular tower. And you're like, there's a wizard up here who can teleport you away. I mean, you you guys clearly didn't want to be on the island because it's been a long four weeks on this island. It's been okay. a weird four weeks. And I don't I don't want to create a lost scenario where um, you get tired of the island before you solve the mysteries of it. I feel bad because I know there, there, you are clearly leading to something, but I feel like we were being way too stupid to ever get what that something was. It's like, if we go back to the main continent, there's way more things we can light on fire. Well, that, that's the other thing. You guys decided to go back to the the place where the elves attacked you? Yeah, we're, we're, we're back to the town you? where we're wanted, and we're outnumbered by a lot, and we want to get Stuart back, who's the homeless man we kidnapped. <laughs> I I honestly, I, I don't want to like show too much behind the DM screen here, but I honestly don't know if I want to even bring up the plot that we started with anymore. It's like, well, I the, think we're past it at this the point. The Mind Diamond? <laughs> It's like who even cares? Like I mean, you guys found half of the map that'll show you there, and then the decision was, "Well, I'll eat it." It's like, yeah, okay. okay. I, we, I'm still mad at him for doing that, though. And I bring that up like every session. <laughs> like he's like, "I could do this." Like, what are you gonna eat it next? Because that was dumb of him. That was stupid. We haven't gotten that map piece back. He hasn't pooped it out yet. It's been a month. I think it's just gone. I don't know what kind of campaign you wrote, because I'm sure they had like some vague ending in mind, but I also know we absolutely are nowhere near it. Did you ever level up from the last time you leveled up? Uh I think I think I kinda did like I think I got more health now and I got like a new spell and I feel like that's basically all I needed to do. Got my got my bird who who was carrying a, a dagger because I'm dumb and I think that's funny. And then the other warlock got a bird too, and it's like, fuck you, I did it before, it was cool. I like that you have different birds. Yeah. I have good Kyle. Oh well. <laughs> I anyways, I like a new hope. Yeah. Um, did you see the Disney Plus version? Where no. they edited it new? What horrible things did they add? So now you know how like Han shoots first, that whole controversy? Yeah. So now before Greedo shoots first, he shouts Malaka. This is why we can't have nice things. Well, we can't have some nice things. Do you want to share a glad space? Yeah, my glad space is the coronavirus. That's a joke. It's not that. But it's kind of funny. I'm smiling. Someone else is smiling. Statistically, someone had a chuckle there. My glad space, I have a couple I could have, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my friend Alex, because we redid the, the baseboard trim in the couple rooms of my house, and he showed up to help. And he, he helped with a lot of the cutting, some of the measuring. And he was just a real good chapper out the whole thing. We had some fun. It took about three and a half, four hours. We had lunch. And I gave him a six-pack of Mike's Hard Lemonade because he likes that stuff. And he, it was a good Saturday last Saturday. And, and I, we really couldn't have got it done that fast without him. And so I'm, I'm really glad he helped. He didn't have to. But he was, a, he was a good sport about it. And really, really good at power tools. That's it. 
Oh, well, that's a good one. Uh, let me bring up my... Oh, yeah, so I want to talk about... Uh, we, we played a new game called Synthetic. Yeah! That was a lot of fun playing co-op. I've been enjoying yeah, that, that game cool. like a whole lot, just single player, but co-op is a whole separate beast. But what I really like about it is like the tutorial is like five minutes or something, and you just sort of go through it, and it doesn't give you too much information, and it just lets you play the game. Yeah. There's no dialogue. I'm like, I'm so, I am so tired of these drawn out, horribly written, like no value add games. So just like with synthetic, you aim your gun, you shoot it and you get points. Yep. And it's, it's challenging, but it eases you into it. So like it throws stuff at you. You got to learn what to do. And then when you get over that, there's going to be something harder. And it's like, this is what games used to be. Yeah, it feels really good. It has an old school feel. I like um I feel like it has one of the problems it has with it is that like sometimes like the guns you get are really good and other times they're shit. And so I mean we had oh, like yeah, one the, round the where we died stuff. in like two yeah. seconds. And then the other one where like the first round we did we made it really far. And then we could not get that far again, and part of it was just like drops and enemy placement were really different. Yeah, the the random element does show up from time to time. Um, did you watch that Seth video? No. So, one of the perks of a couple of the classes is that you just make more money. Oh, interesting. And it basically, there are, there are some classes that you're just equipped better, so you kind of have known quantity. And then there's other ones where, like, hey, do you feel like gambling? Because when you win at gambling, it's like crack. You get so overpowered. Um... There's like a commando class, or or no, it's the heavy gunner. I was playing the heavy gunner for a while because you start with your pistol, but you also start with like a machine gun that's effective for the first like 10 levels. Sure. And there's also like a perk where the first gun you pick up gets like three upgrades. So it's just like right off the bat, you're equipped better. But then I started playing the sniper and the sniper's hard because you're just, you don't have the same equipment. But you get headshots off of these randomly generated targets that gives you a lot more money. And suddenly I'm paying into upgrades for the guns I like, or I'm buying better guns, or uh, just like random perks will come up and you need money for it. And it's like, hey, I got a lot of money. And all of a sudden I realized, oh, I'm a lot better with the sniper than the like play it safe heavy gunner. Mm-hmm. And that's been a really fun like risk reward thing to manage. It's a really, it's a cool game. I'm glad, uh, glad you got it for me. I would like to keep playing more. I need to get a new monitor first because I'm using one that's aspect ratio is a fucking square. And uh, but yeah, we'll play more. It is, it's a lot of fun co-op. Probably be a good week before I get another one, unless I go and get one tomorrow. My brother's like, I'm gonna get a new one. I was like, I'll take your old one then. And uh, so I gotta like wait for him to order one. I want a free monitor, which I do. It's cool though. I'm, I'm, I, I appreciate it. I like, I like, I like how old school it feels. Like it just like, it's, it's a no bullshit game, which is cool. Like it, it's like, you shoot and you pick stuff up and you, blow stuff up and that's it. And it, it's been a while since I played something like that. Yeah, and there's polish to it. Like it has a yep. neat personality. It has a unique look. All the sounds are like rewarding and satisfying. Like when you l- reload, right? Has your gun jammed? Oh yeah. Wait, when that you hear that little like clink, and it's like ah, and you have to like mash the button real quick. And while well, well, you're being shot at, it's really satisfying to clear that out and then pop, 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 and catch up to where you were. Yeah. So yeah, that was synthetic. You can find that on Steam, and it's spelled a little funny. So good luck. Yeah, good luck, everybody. Remember, Star Wars. Oh, yeah, for Star Wars, um, this week's song we're going to close out with. I, Chad, do you listen to the show? To this show? To this show. I, I listen to the parts you tell me to listen to every week. So, so sometimes I'll close out the show with a song. So because we did Star Wars 2, um, this week's show song is going to be the Lego Yoda Cock and Ball Torture Dubstep Remix. Come crush my cock with a rock I must. Maximum pain I must endure. Okay, here we go. 